I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life around it. Like promotions. Yes, promotions are nice. They are. Unless they're called commercials. Well, wrong kind of promotions. Well, there's lots of wrong kind of promotions. But. Well, okay. <laughs> um, your current boss, who is also a family friend, is leaving your agency. Yes. And we've talked about this before, that you might be interested in taking her job. Mm-hmm. Not because you particularly like the job. No, the job is is not too bad and... Some years ago, I would have thought, hell no, I don't want all those meetings, but I'm, I'm closer to retirement, so it wouldn't be as many years of meetings. That makes sense. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the type of work we're doing now is not the type of work I was doing then that I would have missed more. Right. Yeah. You used to get to be more helpful. I felt like I got to be more helpful. That's my opinion. It's okay. some other people who do the same work. It's also their opinion. Okay. That we got to be more helpful. And now you're less helpful. And so you wanted to do something else and not only do something else, but make more money while you're at it so that these last few years, you'd have more money in your retirement yes, pension. That's, that's a good thing to have, providing that, you know, the world is still revolving at that point. But yeah. The world will still be revolving just fine. Whether or not humans get to go along for the ride is a whole other hey, story. If I'm not on the ride, then I won't have to worry about retirement either. So Fair. Yeah. So you were talking to me about how you were trying to sort of find your place in male privilege. And given that everyone you work with is fairly conventionally gendered, you were trying to figure out how you could leverage it is the best word I can come up with, but that's not quite right because you don't want to be exploitative about it, but you do want to, you know, lean into those skills that they're going to see as being managerial and supervisory. Yes. I I don't look at it as, I, I'm not thinking taking advantage of male privilege. I'm thinking Male privilege is assumed in my position. However, I don't feel that because that's not something I grew up with. I'm not, you know, steeped in that culture. And so I don't walk in assuming you should give me the job because I'm the man. Right. And I realize that that affects how the interviews go because they do expect me to do somewhat of that. And if you don't, then you come off as either unsure of yourself or potentially even incompetent because, well, why wouldn't you expect yourself to get the job if you believe that you're the best candidate? Yes. Whereas even if women think they are the best candidate, they're not expected to present as, I think I'm the best candidate. Yeah. Which you, is all really, I don't know what to say, mm -hmm. except very rude words about it. So, And so we were talking about this and you were comparing yourself to some of the other people who might be interested in that position and the way that you would pre present yourself to distinguish yourself from them. And one of them was your work wife. Yes. My work wife is going to present as stereotypically uh, a cisgendered female with a little bit more bite, because that's her. <laughs> and presenting a little bit more is her toning it down way far. <laughs> yes. But they do expect that. They, I mean, they know her. They've, they've been working. She, you guys have been working together for a decade and a half now? Uh, about a decade. I've known her for a couple decades. Okay. Yeah, since 
since being in the area, but even though they know you, they like they will accept that she's going to come in with that little bit more bite because they know they know that about her. And they I say that because I think that with her they see her and become prepared for that subconsciously because they know her. They know me and they know I'm not that, but they will still have some expectations that I will up my ante and do it anyway. Right. Because I'm a guy. Because you're a guy. Yeah. And because you're trying to take the boss job. Yeah. Uh, and even though the types of bosses they usually pick are the same mold and always a bad idea. Okay, almost always a bad idea. But this is my shocked face. Largely a bad idea to use that mold continuously. I think the last supervisor we got must have done a darn good balance when she got in there because she's not exactly the same mold. Although, unfortunately, I think we have beaten her down over the last couple of years just in her dealing with our section of the government. When the system you are working for and the machine that you are maintaining has a hole for a part this size and this shape, it is hard not to start to eventually conform into that size and shape, even if you are perfectly capable of performing the same functions in other sizes and shapes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she's pretty good at trying to uh, withstand the forces around her. But but it's obvious to at least a few, the few that I talked to that the situation has taken its toll. And we recognize that because we've been in the situation longer and it's certainly taken its toll on all of us. Right. Um, government agencies and departments are not known for their healthy functioning. And um, even with a bunch of mental health workers who are fairly decent at self-care, you know, they're also, I think, somewhat more sensitive to the conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Although one person who doesn't seem to have been as sensitive to adapting to a work culture was the other guy who you might be going up against. Yes, I think he's made his own adaptations. However, he did that within his, you know, culture that he's familiar with of, uh, I, I don't know from his name that he's, oh, you know, a white guy. He doesn't have a white guy name, but he looks like a white guy and acts like a white guy. So he's accepted within that culture by other white guys around him. He is white passing at the very least. Yes. Yes. And I always have to add in there that that I know I'm an introvert, so and I know this other person is not. And so extroverts are boisterous enough to make their point heard in most situations. Mm-hmm. So I have to find a way to make my points heard in my own way. I cannot adapt to what extroverts are doing, what white cisgendered males are doing. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. That's just not my place. So I have to find my own way to do these things. You do. And you determined that it would be best, if possible, that you would present yourself via a Zoom interview. You were hoping that because of COVID, they wouldn't bring everyone in to the same room one after the other to have interviews and have a panel of people interviewing you all in the same room, given your introverted self and your ways of being. Yes, I can picture myself being more comfortable sitting in my daytime office or such here at the house and doing the interview more comfortably. You know, I'm not, my entrance would be better, for example, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have to bust into the room, you know. Which the other guy would do? Um, Possibly, yeah. 
just, you know, very gregarious. Because this guy is extroverted, and so he could work a room better Yes, in an interview. I feel I could work a Zoom better. There you go. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, I've gotten used to it. I do think there are occasions that in-person is better, and I'm sure that he would find that better. But they're not likely to use Zoom because they did not recently use Zoom when they were hiring people. So while you and your work wife and anybody else who is considering taking your now boss's soon to be retiring's position, while you guys were all working that out and thinking ahead to it, I had the second of my two diversity trainings at work. On Zoom. On Zoom. Mm -hmm. It was on Zoom. Not on Teams or whatever. It's the same thing, I guess, really. And it was really weird to me that no one made a fuss about anything this time. Like last time there was hella white fragility. Mm -hmm. And this time, I don't know if people were just smart enough to keep it out of the main rooms and I ended up in good breakout groups, but I didn't see a lot of it. I'm presuming because it's your work group, there were plenty of white people, as usual. Yes. Okay, just checking. Because of where we live, Mm -hmm. and because I work less than an hour from where I live, there are going to be a lot of white people. Mm -hmm. It's just a bunch of white people here. Yes. But this training was not only focused on racism this time. The first one was. Mm -hmm. It was focused on all manner of othering, all manner of uh, bigotry and prejudice and talked about microaggressions and things like that. So it was it was okay. Although when I went into the room, I didn't know if it was going to be good at first because in Zoom, you can set your own name. In Teams meetings, it's all set for you by your organization. Mm-hmm. But in Zoom, I have my pronouns there, they and them. Mm-hmm. And there were a few things that made me want to actually contribute to the large group discussion. And I was kind of hesitant because I didn't want to be the only them in the room and have that become a problem or have people discount me because of that. Some people think it's completely ridiculous and therefore they think that everything I have to say is ridiculous. Yeah. But after I said one thing, just contributing to the discussion, um, Somebody else built on it, somebody a step or two above me in management Mm -hmm. said, you know, Jess, you're right, and something, something, something else. And I was like, oh, good. Someone is validating that I actually do belong here and that I have a right to speak, even though some of my colleagues probably think that I'm ridiculous for existing. Mm -hmm. And then... After a couple of breakout groups and a couple of discussion topics, the trans woman in my office said something about having participated in a group that presented something and her name was not on the final presentation or the final slide deck or whatever it was. And she thought it might be because of how she presents. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, that's that's completely believable given our office. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. Mm -hmm. And again, I felt like, am I going to, you know, make a problem of myself by drawing attention to the fact that we are the two gender nonconforming people here? Mm -hmm. And the next time I contributed to this discussion, I was saying something about intersectionality, but without using that word, because I knew I didn't want to piss off the other white people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm shaking my head. Right? They had shown some little video on microaggressions and, you know, comparing them to mosquito bites. And you can probably Google this YouTube video and how, like, they build up and they become, you know, like one sideways comment or one well-meaning offhanded remark can not seem like a big problem. But when you have to deal with them all day, every day, they start to accumulate. 
And I mentioned that, you know, when you're a member of more than one minority group or one historically marginalized population, then you have to deal with them from more than one direction and they pile up differently. Mm -hmm. And one of the women in the other office in the larger city in our state that is much more diverse. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Directly messaged me and said, I am loving your voice today. Keep it up. And I was like, what the hell? Yay. Some good feedback. Yes. I'm doing the right thing. Because I was so apprehensive. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, do I even speak up? Do I have the right to speak up? There are people of color in this group, but they're mostly in the other office. Do I, I don't want to speak over them. These, these questions you have about speaking up and it being a problem seems to be the theme of at least our nation and a couple other supposedly first world countries at this state. You know, like all the bigotry and racism in the U.S. and in England, and then some in Germany and some other places, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what I mean. Gotcha. Yeah. And then like women's rights in Poland and turfing in the U.K. and... Yes, all of it. And there's more. And it comes from each direction, like you said, and piles up differently. Yeah. So that was... That was an experience to be like... That was a nice experience for a change. It was like, I was really apprehensive. And then somebody was really validating like, yes, that what you're saying is good and valuable. And I'm like, oh, really? Thanks. Good to know. Right. So I wish what you had to say was considered more good and valuable in your workplace. There's an idea. What? (laughs) Some people might think so, but we have that type of administration and that doesn't look at things the way the people in the front lines are looking at them. Right. So, Well, I think that's a problem in a lot of service professions, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, government or education or anything else. A lot of people who work their way up to the administration of these things, a lot of school principals only spent a few years in the classroom before they moved up out of the classroom to administer a whole school or a whole program or a whole district. And so they don't have as much experience on the ground. And it's the same thing in my office where about half of my colleagues had between three and 10 years of teaching and then they moved out of the classroom. And I have a decade and a half of teaching, but it's a lot of people with a lot less teaching experience or a lot less in-person experience. So I think that's a common concern throughout public service. Yeah, they're they're geared towards the administrative tasks, duties, views that are, you know, already there, already in work. That's how they got to those positions by conforming to what was already there. Well, and some of them seem to just take to it pretty naturally or pretty easily. Yeah, I guess the word conform sounds active because it's something you and I have had to actively work to do. But in a lot of cases, it's just they naturally conform to that mold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whether naturally is environmental or otherwise. Right. It seems to happen in a way where they are not trying so much. So we see it as natural. Right. Streamlined? I don't know. There you go. Yeah. So your work wife did get around to applying for this position. It's still open. You have not yet submitted your application. But what did your work wife find out when, like, what what kind of feedback did your work wife get when she submitted her application? More disappointment. What? Yes. 
In a government job? Mm. What, what they've managed to do is they have decided that, that we have somebody in a grant position, which can be temporary. Typically, grants in our field are, are not. We, they end up being ongoing, eventually become permanent positions. However, it is currently a grant position. Anyhow, the point is that they, they took the job, which usually with a government agency has to go through the big HR with the big application and then be processed, or it has to go off of the previous list. And there is a previous list, and I'm on it. My work wife is on it, and a few other people are on it, and this person is not. Mm. And so in order to go around the list and go around the usual application process, they finagled it into a transfer process within a supervisor transfer only. So you can't get this job unless you already have this job. And there's only one person who already has this job in a different way. There is one nearby. There are approximately three others that have the same uh, pay grade category, mm-hmm. exactly same letters right? that could apply for that job are not likely to because they have jobs. So basically they picked who they wanted for the job and wrote the position to fit them. Yes. They basically took the position that we applied for last time, which was the grant position, took all those uh, job duties, put them in this new application, which is not my job, you know, the boss, excuse me, which is not the job, but my boss is leaving and put them into the permanent position and made it as a transfer. So it's, it's basically closed to everybody else. And my work wife did send in the application anyway, uh, the resume, because there's not an application because we're doing the... Because at this level, you don't... No, yeah. I just said, here's the, here's the uh, job, here's who qualified, send your resume. And my work wife read it and sent it anyway, even though it doesn't include our pay grade and was rejected. So I had not sent mine in. My work wife feels it's important to do it anyway. I felt like I should send an inquiry of an email saying, just to clarify, this doesn't look like my boss's job. This looks like this person's job. And it looks like it's been made into transfer only. Mm -hmm. Who is going to be my supervisor? Yeah. Um, I could send that in just to clarify. In another way of doing what my work wife is trying to do of highlighting that you've shut us out of this. Yeah. And I did mention that to my boss and my work wife mentioned that to our boss. Mm-hmm. They have shut us out of this. And my, my boss didn't realize that at first because she wasn't paying attention to the pay grade status. No, she just got freaked out that they had finally posted her job because she finally had a retirement date. And now she's like, oh, now I guess I have to actually follow through with it. Yeah, it's a, it's a kind of big deal because she's been doing this job a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's another big road to nowhere. If there was a road, but it's now blocked and not even under construction. So, damn it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> they say that, uh, they say through the um, grapevine, they say that the other job will be posted once they know what's happening with the grant position. But in the meantime, they want to make sure to have that person stay in their position. Right. So, um, I told my boss that eventually was creeping towards my retirement, which was a thinner and thinner timeline mm-hmm. than the last 18 years has been. Right. So, I had no faith in that. Right. Um, Yeah, disappointing. It is disappointing Mm -hmm. and frustrating. Yeah, it is. I don't think they take into consideration the morale of everybody else when they decide to shut someone out. They just decided for themselves what they think will be best. And it is their job to decide what will be best. 
However, when they go around things, Mm -hmm. it reminds me of what Child Zero said way back when they first came to me as a foster child at 15. Okay. Which was, the agency has rules, but they're for everybody else to follow. And that's always been true. Mm Mm-hmm. So, there you have it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's what it is. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. But that is what it is. Yes. So, we keep plodding along towards retirement. You do. I do. You have a longer trod. I do, but we have almost 20 years separating us, so that's understandable. Yes. (laughs) It is. Although, if I stayed here, if we stayed in the state, I would get to retire before those 20 years were up because I would have my quote-unquote 30 years in. That's not... not, uh... Unusual for folks who started as teachers. Yes. Because teachers often start very young. We do. Mm-hmm. And then with, you know, the, the state retirement system having been set up when the life expectancy was in between 60 and 65. They, they've changed things in the meantime. They have. Yeah. The, I mean, people who have been hired in the last five and even 10 years have a totally different retirement plan or trajectory than I do. Right. And I understand that, but, and it's good that they're making changes because otherwise the system would become unstable and unfundable. Yes. But they didn't make those changes with life expectancy forecasts in mind when I started. No. So a lot of teachers do their 30 years and then they live on their pension and get a retirement job. Yes. Some people from my agency do that as well. Yes. A lot of them just go hiking. I could dig that. (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> we will probably move once the kids are out of high school, though. It It is uh, somewhat likely, considering your desire for humidity. I miss humidity. We live in the Intermountain West, which is mostly desert, and I miss humidity. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, well. So is there anything else about genderedness or being different at work? Uh, I don't know. Did you get any more feedback on your self-introduction, or have anybody else's self-introduction been... Similarly interesting. No, actually, they've become less and less. Um, they've become smaller. The information has become much less in each introductory thing. So you set this great example, and you're very personal and very potentially vulnerable. And then everybody else says, well, I can't top that. So here's I, my professional cred. <laughs> I've seen different things from people. I know that some of them are less have had to remove their emotional investment some time ago from dealing with their workplace. Yes. Um, and so that I think I can see some of that as well in the people that have been the next ones. Okay. There has been all of it less information than mine, but you know, no, they probably can't top that. So there you have it. That's the only, gen- <laughs> that's the only gendery thing I have. Okay. Yeah. All right. So is that it? That's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. 
If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Also would give you the damn it. You forgot to turn the furnace off. We forgot to turn the furnace I'm, I'm off. I'll trapped go do back it. here, so you go. You are trapped and your clothes keep touching the stool, so I don't know. I got the sniffles still. I think I'm going to have the sniffles just for a month and that's just how it's going to be. Okay, turn the heat off. The blower should stop once it's discharged. Did you want to close the door or? Uh, I meant to do that. Yeah. Hi. Hi, it's, it's Friday. It is Friday. Friday's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Happy holidays. I, I drew a little doodle last night when I was waiting for my client to show up on on uh, Zoom. Oh, I love that. That's totally great. To <laughs> you do a Christmas doodle. I did do a Christmas doodle with lights and Santa and a sleigh. That's totally awesome. Mm-hmm. So there's fun. about a 50% chance that the heater will kick back on. And we have to stop again. And we'll have to stop again. Because it'll be blank. Because it'll have built up enough heat from whatever was left over, plus the pilot light that it decides it needs to discharge that heat again. Yes. The guy's coming to talk to me next Wednesday. Oh, that's good. Yeah. He was going to come Tuesday, but I told him that wouldn't work. Tuesdays don't work. Well, Tuesday's election day. Yes. So that's why it doesn't work. Are you still working actually election day or? I am, but I'm not working at a polling place. I am working at the registrar's counting ballots. Okay. Very good. Because of mailing. Woo. Yep. Good job. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, let me start that sentence again. It might even be a sentence. (laughs) We'll see. It's awful early for you. You, you were depends on who's at the seance. I don't know if I want it. Like, do we get David Bowie or your mother? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, either one could be amusing. Okay, move on. <laughs> Blooper reel accomplished. <laughs> <laughs>